All right, welcome back to the Stuff Jesus Said podcast. I'm Eric Payton. And I'm Corey Nickel. And we want to welcome you to this episode. Thank you for downloading it, for tuning in. Um, This is the show where we talk about the stuff that Jesus said. Um, And I'm just reminded, let me go on a quick tangent, just right away. Right away, people. Right away. I'm just reminded of of how important, I guess, this conversation is these days. Because I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's uh, it's from a guy I listen to who's just like just super super brilliant, but he's also a, a big atheist. Okay, and he had a podcast on um, on uh, Islam and explaining Islam and that sort of stuff. And he didn't hesitate to take some shots at Christianity and Jesus. And so, and and he it, how brilliant he is, but how much he doesn't understand who Jesus actually was. And so, I was kind of fired up all over again for to do this podcast because I just listened to it yesterday. Yeah, and that's, again, that's the meaning behind this podcast for us is there's a lot of stuff that Jesus said that people take the wrong way. And oh, yeah. they don't maybe even pursue the true knowledge of it. And even Eric and I, as Christians, we need to revisit it a lot of the times too to really see the layers of truth that are there and are applicable for us today. So again, yeah. I think that's a great real world example of why it's important to have these conversations that we're having on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many assumptions that we have, even if they're, um, even if they have positive intent or negative intent, whatever it is, um, we assume things that we know about Jesus. And so when we're digging into what, like what actually he said, it's, it's almost like correcting these false narratives or those false understandings that we maybe slightly have about who he was or what he did or what he said or that sort of stuff. So, um, I just wanted to say that real quick because it was, it's a guy that like, I really respect and I don't want to say his name because I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus. I get, he's not listening. Let's let's be honest. He's not (laughs) listening. I don't, I don't care, but I don't want to talk negatively about someone behind their back, but, um, it's someone I respect and and he was um, talking about Christianity and just like how stupid it is because Jesus is God's son and yet he's there three in one and there's this trinity and there's this relationship that's kind of all unknown. And it was just like throwing out the whole religion because he didn't understand that. Right. It was just like, well, we just got to dismiss it yeah. because it's not something I get. I can't wrap my head around the fact that Jesus was all human and all God at the same time. Right. Right. Which little does this person know, but you could use the same arguments for atheism. Like I, I I can't comprehend why you would make that claim right that way. And so I'm just going to throw that out too. Like it could be the same way in his viewpoint as well. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so since our last episode, which, we're going to be completely honest. This is, uh, it's about two and a half weeks since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, normally we record about every month. Um, we've got some vacations coming up, both of us, uh, oh, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. So we couldn't go later on. So we decided to do early. Uh, but normally we post like the day or two after we record. So when you're listening to an episode, typically we've done that like the night before. Um, I think we're going to wait uh, about two weeks, so a week or two maybe to, to post this. Um so that there's kind of more time in between the last episode and whatnot. But um, just real quick, what's been going on, Corey? Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I currently today have been moving out of our house. We sold our house in two days that's, and are awesome. moving in with the in-laws. And Unfun. we are waiting for our new house to be built. So currently just in, in 
just work mode of just getting everything out the door. You're in house purgatory. Yes, house purgatory. That's a great, literally five months. What do you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're we're out. I'm a sweaty mess tonight. Eric's dealing with my stank. He opened the window because it was so bad. <laughs> <Got a> fan <laughs> on. <laughs> um, but that's going on, man. What else? We went to the Wisconsin Dells for the Nickel family trip. Um, that was that was fun. I had never been there. It very much reminded me of like a Branson and Ozarks yeah. feel. It's very yeah. touristy, but it was fun. Played some fun golf up there, and just recently, Eric fixed my golf swing too, which was which was great. I needed a little tweaking, and yeah, he sh- his his pro pro card showed up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that little plug. Maybe uh, maybe someone out there is struggling with yeah. their golf swing and needs some help. Get lessons. EricPaytonGolf.com. <laughs> Uh, okay. I feel really kind of dirty for plugging that there. <laughs> I plugged it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, well, for me, for my last couple weeks, uh, we had our weekend of firsts for my son. Okay. So last Friday, we took him to the pool for the first time, which he hated. Did he like, he didn't want to be in the water? So he loves the bath, but it's warm. And right. then you get in the pool and like, it's, it's not warm. So he wasn't all that into it. Um, and then next day, took him golfing for the first time, which was awesome for about two or three holes, and then he got bored. Yeah. And then we went to the zoo, and that was incredible. Okay, it's so real quick. We went in this like there's this like this tunnel where you can look out this clear dome at the monkeys. Okay. So McAllister and I, my son's name is McAllister. We go in this this tube, and so I'm like hunched over and everything, and. We were, we're looking at these monkeys, and all of a sudden, this monkey we didn't see coming came full speed running at no the way. at it, and smacked both his hands on the window. <laughs> and my son was like so shocked. He was like, "What was that?" Because he hit the window and then he sprinted off to the side. Yeah. But he came in a circle and he was coming to do it again. Oh man! And he came up the second time and hit the window and surprised him again, and he freaked out. Oh, he was no. so scared. <laughs> <laughs> he was so scared. But then we went to the tiger. This is the last last story for that. We went to the tiger. And I love tigers, not just because I love Tiger Woods, but just because they're incredible animals. They're huge, huge and yeah. just like this majestic creature. And you can get like an inch from it, right, at the zoo. And so we're up against this this uh, this glass, and it comes right to us. And he at first was standing right against the glass. And, and every step the tiger came, he started backing <laughs> into me until like the uh, – and I'm still close to the to the window, and he's like – I could just feel every step the tiger took, he clenched my leg harder <laughs> and harder and harder. like he wasn't scared. He just like using like, you as you're, support. You're there, right? You're yeah, still there. Yeah. So, so that I'm was not one. moving if you don't move. Yeah, that's that was really fun. I I think I had more fun than him. He was just in awe the whole time, yeah, and I awesome. was just loving watching him. So it was cool. Yeah, it was that's, really cool. That was about all. Oh, and then then right now for some dating of this podcast, the U.S. Opens is going on. And I actually have the U.S. Open on my phone right now as we're talking. Yeah, Eric can't so if, go a minute not watching it. Well, Tiger Woods is playing. It's true. So if all of a sudden I go, yeah, yeah, yeah fist because bump. Tiger's done something. So hopefully, what's he at right now? Do we know? Uh, last I checked, he was one under. It's got to get going. Um, but I've been setting up this podcast stuff, so he could have been doing some other stuff. So anyway, nice. Um, yeah, some current events since we last met. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just quick, quick little updates on the world. I mean, we're the not. The dawn. It's kind of more like Midwest related, I yeah, guess. Well, but I think most Trump, of our Trump came to Des Moines. Yeah. 
President Trump. He was right down the street. Was like just right here in West Des Moines. Yeah. And uh, I saw some videos of the uh, Air Force One landing in oh, the really? Des Moines airport. It didn't oh, look yeah. like it barely made it, but. Huh. Um, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup in NHL, which is like a big first for their organization, which is why we mention it. Um, we're neither of us are hockey fans, but no, I'm not it was, at all. It was very amazing um, accomplishment by them. I don't think anyone thought they would win, but they did. Um, NBA, NBA Finals, finals yeah. right, is going on right now. It's a game six tonight. Game six tonight. So it's what three to two. I have no um, idea. Yeah, uh, Raptors have three. And Warriors have two, and so um, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. He's out. We'll see Ooh. what happens with the rest of the crew. So I, 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 I will be completely honest, and please don't judge me, people, but I can't get into NHL and NBA. I just I love sports. Those are two I just fine. can't get into. It's fine. I'm not a huge NBA guy either. I just but people I mean, love it. The finals. I'll watch the finals. Like that's, yeah, I that's used to watch when Jordan was playing. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. But anyway. Nice. Anything else we got to cover before we get in there? I don't I don't think so. I mean, we can recap the last episode a little bit. Yeah. What do you remember from that? We we did uh Mark one fifteen, which was the ki- which it was a lot of places in the gospels, yes. but basically the kingdom of God is here, it's is here. is at hand. Um and so that was our last one. Yeah. I you know, for me I I really try and use that last episode as a kind of a, a mindset as I live out the next month until we do this podcast again. Yeah. And for me, it just was that constant idea that I wanted to live with the awareness that God is on the move, right? That yeah. kingdom of God is here. It's near, it's at hand, it's happening. And I want to partake in that. And I think it's so easy for me to get distracted and obsess over my golf swing or get busy moving the mm-hmm. house or sit in front of my computer and respond to emails and think about the endless amount of things that I could do and, um, or just be in the summer numb position for myself. But like, I, I want to be aware of what God's doing, of how he's moving, yeah. of how he's working. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, that's a big takeaway I had from the last episode is like, I need to continuously be a part of the kingdom of God that is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is that this is that last one was something that working on a church staff, I mean, we're we're constantly talking about that sort of stuff. Um uh, and but it it was a new concept for me, I think when I was growing up. Like that wouldn't have been something I thought of. Um that the kingdom of God was here is like tangible is is something that that is present now, right? Um so I don't know, maybe I, uh, I mean, everything you said, I, I agree with that, like living with this, like, uh, trying to see where God's currently working now and not just this thing that's off in the future, you know? Um, so I, I consider myself very lucky to be around people who are constantly in that sort of mindset. Um, and that helps me to kind of reset how i how i grew up and that's nothing that's not to like knock the church that i grew up at it's just not the concept that i was able to wrap my head around right. it was more like oh you go to heaven someday not not like right. the kingdom is here now yeah right? yeah like there's work um, to be done and so it's it's something that i think i i personally need to like 
constantly hear talked about in order to grasp it because it's not my natural inclination. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I like it. Um, so there's that. Let's move on. Um, what are you drinking? I, 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 this is a new yeah. uh, label that I haven't seen before. Yeah. So I, uh, been moving and slaving. Not, I've just been moving boxes all day, right? Yeah. Just like doing all this work. Needed. I've been drinking water all day, so I needed a, a crisp refreshment. Mm. I'm now living at my in-laws' house, so I raided their beer fridge, and this is what I came away with. This is uh, a beer by Iowa Brewing Co. Um, Which out of I hadn't Cedar heard Rapids. Before. Yep, out of Cedar Rapids. I'll just check that out. It's a little newer, um, and th- this is called the Bohemian Rapids. Um, which is a Czech Pilsner and uh, Cedar Rapids has a nice little Czech community there as well, um, as well as German. And uh, I was going to say, isn't Bohemian like, isn't that a German yeah, thing? No, I, I think Bohemians is like Czech? Eastern. Yeah. It's like Eastern Europe. Is I it, think, I don't is know. It like East Germany. I thought it was, I a, thought it was I thought farther it was east thing. than that. Bohemian. Okay. I thought, be, but like like, Bohe- I thought look, be Bohemia. Let me just go. Yeah, this Bohemia is like that's definitely the Eastern Eastern Europe. I think it's like Yugoslavia, Czech Republic, um, Slovenia area. Well, we're gonna look this I up think. real quick. That's, keep, that's, that's keep what, talking, that's what keep I talking would about say. the beer, though. Yeah, I can keep reading about it. Um, it's Czech Republic. It's Prague. Yes, man, you I nailed it. it. For some okay. reason, I thought that was Germany. Good. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. It's Bohemian it's Rhapsody. Refreshing after this day. Yeah. That's uh okay. Um, I'm drinking a wine, a uh, apothic red, which mm. is it's a wine we've we we're we're in from Costco again. It isn't from co- it is from Costco. <laughs> we're into like finding good wines that are cheap. This is like a seven dollar bottle of wine. I think it is. Have you ever had two buck chuck? Uh, yes, and that's not good wine. You don't like that's, it? <laughs> no. I, I can drink uh, that. That stuff is just like two bucks. It's two bucks and it's easy. Right, right. And I, I love the price, but this, I think this is seven ninety nine at Costco and it's, it's pretty good, pretty good wine. So. If you want some really good wine, I don't know why I'm saying this on the podcast in order if my wife will agree, but, um, be around some night when we pop open, um, some of the wine, my, my cousin is a wine maker in california oh yeah and she's gifted us it for our wedding and it, the stuff sells around like 300 250 to 300 dollars no way for realsies but oh, she man. makes it so she just she sent it to us so i'm thanks, helping Allison. you move on saturday and the, a couple of those might disappear disappear <laughs> we also have a bunch of european wine that we brought back from our honeymoon oh, so man. you have to check it out yeah i i don't get expensive wine so i we uh, hardly ever drink it but it's there yeah yeah so. Okay. Um, so our episode tonight, our topic tonight. Yes, um, if you're still <laughs> listening with us, we're 15 jump ahead minutes 15 in. Minutes. 15 minutes in. Maybe we'll just like tweet that out. Be yeah. like, go to 15 minutes and you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the stuff. You can pretty much do that on any episode of ours, That's right? About 15 minutes if, in. If you don't want to listen to the uh, random chatter, it's good random chatter. Um is John tw- uh, 1225. Um, want me to read a little bit of it? Yeah, I, I can too. I got I'm actually it. in the New Living Translation this time. Weird. I know normally I'm in NIV, but it's under the topic heading, Jesus predicts his death. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida, 
in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled, should I pray, Father, save me from this hour, but this is very. But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. And so that what we're focusing on is actually chapter, is verse 25. Um, I guess I could have kept going, but it goes on for a little while in that section. But is those who love their life will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Which, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And I feel now, like it needed some epic music. Ep- yeah. You're supposed to add that in later. I don't do any, any editing. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> It's just it's just us talking raw footage. Um, yeah, man, this is uh, there's so many different ways that that verse because your new living translation can change a little bit from what the NIV says and what some other versions say. So, for example, the NIV in verse 25 says anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Yeah. And um some, we usually kind of start with, like, like when did Jesus say this? Like, when mm-hmm. in his ministry did he say it? When in the context of the book did he say it? So we're in chapter 12 in the book of John. And like you said, the heading here is that he's predicting his death. So it's kind of like halfway, right? He's halfway um, to the to the cross. Right? He started his ministry way back, chapter 1 in the book of John. And um, he's on his way. Furthermore, John's 21 chapters. Right. Yep. So like we're just a little bit into the halfway point of of his ministry. He kind of had the pre pre stuff going on. But now he's he's predicting his death and it's kind of coming from this conversation that took place beforehand, which um, he was just anointed at Bethany. He had this this crowd um, following him again. He has um, some this this crowd is just getting like annoyingly large. We always come back to that, right? A lot of the things that God or Jesus is saying is to these huge crowds and he's starting to get a little angry with them. Cause if you would go after this saying, so you stopped around verse 28, yeah. right? Yeah. If you go after it, um, you see that he starts kind of talking to this, this large crowd. God even speaks um, for the sake of Jesus at this time the crowd starts questioning him, right? Like we have heard the, from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the son of man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? And they kind of start bantering back to him. The next heading in that same chapter is belief and unbelief among the Jews. Hmm. So now the Jews and the other followers that he's have are starting to divide. Some of them want to believe some of them don't. And they actually literally come up to him and say like, Okay, you've done all of these miracles, but we're still not convinced that you're the son. So he's of God. super frustrated with. He's him. super frustrated with which, him at this which, moment, right? Okay, so my first reaction is like looking right before he says this, like 
the question is, it's not even a question. It's a statement. It says, sir, we want to meet Jesus. Right. And he goes off on this rant. Yeah. He's like, it's like unprovoked, it seems like. I'm sure there was something before yeah, it, and, right? And, I, and honestly, even in the NIV, the disciples are trying to like buffer these people and be like, no, like you're not, you're not talking to Jesus. And yeah. Jesus hears it. Like these people want to talk to him. Right. Um, and these are some Greeks that were there. They note that they, these are not true Jews. These are the philosopher Greek people mm-hmm. um, that are, that are trying to get in and ask him questions. And then, yeah, he kind of flips out. Not like, not like an angry flip out, but like, okay, if you're here, let me tell you the truth. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you the most important thing for you to hear. And I think that's interesting to re- like remind yourself about Jesus. When he speaks to a crowd, he is saying the most important thing in the moment to them. Yeah. So, and this is what he comes up with, right? Is, Which, sorry. No, I, you're, that's fine. Well, well, my, my reaction is like, uh, that's he's like overgeneralizing. He's being dramatic because he says those who love their life in this world will lose it. And those who uh, care nothing for this life in this world will keep it for eternity. So it's basically like if you love your life, you're going to die is how I first interpreted it. Like I, to be honest, like I love my life. My, we, like my wife and I, we, we said before it's, we're so blessed by, the life that we've been given. But my reaction to this, my initial reaction is, uh, that's not good. Right. It's, it's like a cause and effect. Like if you love your life, you're going to, you're going to lose it. But, and that's, and that's, that's not what he's saying, but that's like the first on the surface. It's like you read it and don't, don't love your life. Don't love the things that are going on in your life because you're going to lose your life. Right. And, I think I think people who are hearing that are it's almost like shaking that right that sounds weird there's more to that right right yeah absolutely and then the philosophers from Greek would think that way they'd be like ooh, like what is this deep complex thing that he's saying but I think you're right because the a person today might read it and go like well I'm not supposed to love my life like I'm not supposed to enjoy where I'm at and what I'm doing and I think the easy answer to that is, is no, that's not what Which, Jesus is saying. Like you can enjoy your life. You can love your life um, in the sense of, of where you're at, what you're doing um, for yeah. a career and a profession, the people in it, the even, you know, even where you live and, and who you live with and your relationships and, and all of that. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Um, but I think where the warning comes in, where if we would read into this deeper with Jesus is this idea of if you idolize the life you are living, which could include the money that comes with a job, the status that comes with a job or the successes that you've had, the, um, the, the binges and of the vices of the world. If you're enjoying those, more than other things, uh, holy things. If if you are going to love the way your life fits into this world and the, you could say the thrills that the world gives you, that's that's where philosophically, right? He's drawing the line and saying, no. Yeah. Then, if you are gonna love that life that way, then you're gonna lose it. 
yeah and i'm sorry i'm pulling up right now the um greek translation of because the the word love matters because yes, there's, so there's which yeah which, which you love like you is love, it? love your life um uh let's see he who loves philios his life so brotherly love yeah which is interesting because i would have I would have guessed it would have been he who agapes his love, whose mm-hmm. life more who, severe, who, who uh, the person who like unconditionally loves his life, right. like above all things. But this is filial love is just to love, to approve, to like, to sanction, to treat affectionately or kindly, to be fond of. So it's, yeah, it's the brotherly love. It's, um, which is interesting, I guess, because that's not. I would have thought it would have been like that, the almost an idolization of love. But right. But but also Jesus' command is to love your neighbor as yourself, which would be, I assume, that's the agape love of your neighbor of your. You yeah. Know. Um, and so this is this is a different type. If you're if you're idolizing your life, um, you'll lose it. And and there there is some sort of like. Um shock value i guess to saying this right because this is probably opposite of what most people in the world are saying at that absolutely time. Yeah. or even even now but but also like there's there's a ditch you can follow into i feel like there's this i don't have the right word for what they would call themselves but this group of of christians who believe like uh physical world and creation created things bad spiritual things good you know, like there's a clear separation between bad and good, right? And so we almost take this and say, well, if I love this life in this world, anything in this the created world, then that's bad. Right. And that's almost like taking this too, too far, far because because in you look in, in Genesis, like God creates everything and makes it good. Right. And he makes and and, so, and he makes us domineers over it right right and so there's this it's not saying it's not changing the narrative that that the world or your life is not good it's not changing that at all um which which is my initial reaction to say like this this on the surface confuses me right Right. yeah for sure i I think it can be that way let's let's kind of hint back to that context though of there's this this crowd following him and even you could say these pesky greeks these philosophers these people of thought who they they want to better understand jesus they want to really know what he's selling and in in the midst of it right they're kind of they're trying to poke jesus into like showing more miracles or doing something special so that they can like see the son of god that is preaching in the land and whatnot. Can can I correct something real quick? Yeah. Um, so I think we're wrong that this is happening in the middle of his ministry. Because right before that is the triumphant entry. Oh, you into, are right into Jerusalem. So this is this is actually towards the end. This is this is. So here here here's here's oh, my the festival. Here's my interpretation of of what he's responding to. Now, I told you that I'd been reading this book now called What is the Bible by Rob Bell, right? And I've got this kind of like mixed relationship with Rob Bell. I've told a lot of people this, like 
he can rub Same. me the wrong way and he can rub me like the right way you know like yeah. it that came across kind of weird he, he i i can't i can go both ways with him and no one's perfect um but he the chapter that i read today i think fits in perfectly and the per- chapter is called did jesus have to die because i think what's happening is here is hmm. this is the triumphant entry people know who jesus is saying he is he's right before this they've 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 like anointed him as the messiah right yeah he's bethany yep and so he's telling them that he has to he has to do this he has to die and they're asking why do you why does why do you have to die and so this chapter in rob bell's book that says why did jesus have to die he's answering this here yeah so it's what's what's interesting and i'm i'm sure a lot of us has thought that like why did jesus actually have to die right why does because a lot of people a lot of non-believers atheists agnostics whatever will say well that's just like divine child abuse that that god had to yeah put his his son through this this gruesome death right and the the interesting point that rob bell makes is that jesus is entering into this world of a sacrificial system and a lot of people think like Mm -hmm. that god set up the sacrificial system man set up the sacrificial system in order to feel like they have become right with god right and so we've they need some justification of yeah so they feel they feel guilty they feel shame for things they've done something and so i have to do something in order to become right with god and so the sacrificial system in the old testament was like Hey, you can you can do these things, and even pagans, pagan societies would would yeah. sacrifice children. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, like they, they would they would. Yeah, the Philistines are. Yeah, they would they would sacrifice yeah. kids in order to be like, okay, now I've been made right with God. I'm I'm good. Yeah. And even in Hebrews, it goes on to say like, no, the blood of bulls and goats and all those things can never take away that that's not right. that's not what it can do yeah. it's not it's, it's not more right. so it's more so a showing of your heart it's yeah. like the actual sacrifice of the lamb the blood of a lamb yeah that's not taking away your sin it's it's the position of your heart you're bringing forth a gift to god and then the priest is going to go through this ritual but but really god in the midst of all of that right if you go to old testament law like he's just saying no it's the state of your heart and what you're giving me you can go back to Cain right. and Abel right and see that as truth right right there. right and so God's entering into the system that yes. man has made and and he's not putting him to death like we're putting him to death the humans have put right. him to death right but what's really interesting is like verse 24 it says I tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone but its death will pr- produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So what Rob Bell says is he's like, think about the way the world works. For you to eat, for you to survive, something has to die. Mm. Even if you're a vegan, like even if you're yeah. eating a plant, a plant has to die. Like that's how the whole, he paints out this picture of like, that's how the world works. Death brings life. That's, that's yes. like ingrained in the DNA of creation. And so when, when people are sort of 
I don't know if they're asking straight out, but they're kind of wondering like, why do why do why do you need to do it this way? We know you you've been anointed king. Why do you have to keep going about it this way? Well, he's saying this is why because death brings life. Yeah, and and then he's kind of flipping the script on him, right? You know, mm-hmm. which was really interesting that I I was I'm glad that I just read that literally two hours ago. You know, yeah, that's why because um, that even though I feel like I feel I I understood most of the old testament or you know like in general i don't want to sound like i'm an expert on it but um that was a new framework to say like this was a this was a system that we are surrounded by and this is what god's doing in that death because because the the topic of this section is jesus predicts his death and in that section is where he goes you know, those who love their life will lose it. And, those, you know, so he's he's giving life, he's giving his life up to death in order that more life can come from it. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's really good, I think, in, in so many ways, because that question of, of why did Jesus have to die? Like, that's the basis of Christianity. Right. Like a lot yeah. of people get hung up on it, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They either they you're like, no, like that that's the worst thing that you could have done to your son. Kind of like you talked about earlier or like, no, it never really happened. We don't have proof, which I would debate, but like it goes so many directions, but like Jesus dying and then raising from the dead. Yeah. That's the basis of Christianity without that. All is lost. Right. Right. And this, this message. So I think, I think that whole, spiel or, or good insight you had there along with rob bell is mm-hmm. is so important for this too and if i if i just hop back to this this moment with jesus um it's just so interesting to me because if you go on a little bit later right we we talked about this he the belief and unbelief among the jews there's like people dividing mm-hmm. people want him to do more miracles people don't quite believe him the greeks are there kind of doing the same thing he just entered jerusalem Right. They all hailed him as king. Uh, And, you know, whether that was king of the Jews, like literally they want him to be the next worldly king or if they saw him as a Messiah. That's what he's battling right now. This idea of am I your worldly king or am I your heavenly king? And and I think that's also where this passionate response is coming out. Yeah. Is with this confliction of like people. Do you still not get it? Right. And I know we were wrong at first on the timeline of this. This is more towards the end of his ministry now. But like he's he's like, do you not get it? I've been doing this thing the whole time. It's I've reorienting been... the what what type of king he is. Yes, right. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like like people, you, you've got to be kidding me. How do you not know yet? And I I love this verse 25. Right. Again, anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. But then the next verse is really important, too. Because then he goes and says, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. And he's reminding these people in this moment, like, if you are truly going to believe in me, then you need to follow me passionately and you need to serve me with with me in my mission. Right? Like mm-hmm. he's reminding this 
this isn't just for you to come watch a show and leave. It's not just for you to have a grand old time while I'm around and then be done with it. If you are going to follow me, then you are going to serve me and you're going to be with me. And then my father will be pleased in you. Mm-hmm. Then he will honor you. And that, that is super important, right? And he even goes on in the next one, like, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? I have this, conf- I have this conflict here. You people are here for the wrong reason. You people aren't getting it. And so let you be reminded in verse 27, he's saying, my soul's troubled. Father, can you save me from this? Right. Um, he knows he's also nearing death. That's mm-hmm. a part of this background as well. Well, yeah. like, can you just save all this? Maybe, maybe even Jesus in this moment is, is humanly doubting. Like, am I here for the right reason? Right. These people don't get it. Am I, am I really supposed to do this? God, like, am I supposed to go through this for these, these crazy people? who can't be on the same page as what I'm trying to been preaching, you know, for the past three, four years here. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit like the, the thing that I keep returning back to is like defining life. Right. Right. Because there's, we think of like, just it's our breathing in, breathing out and what's what we're doing right now. There's this, those who love their life, will lose it and those who oh, care nothing for this life will keep it for eternity it's like if you had like a super valuable possession someone gave you a gift or something right like a christmas gift let's say and you really loved it and wanted to protect it and everything and like focus on it and make sure it wasn't broken and and all this sort of stuff what he's saying is if you do that, you're going to lose it. Like if you if you try to like secure it and make sure it's not lost, it's going to be lost. But if you uh, care nothing for it and care for the other things around, you know, outside of it, then you'll keep that thing for eternity, mm. which is kind of, uh, it's completely upside down, right? Right. And how does that physically, how does that work? You know what I mean? Hmm. Like he's, yes, I agree. He's, he's like uh, trying to um, make a point with them and he's frustrated with them and he's trying to like be, dr- I don't know if he's trying to be dramatic, but he's like kind of over, kind of over generalizing, but kind of not. Right. Right. A point so that they're jarred and they're kind of, like focus on this right Mm -hmm. but how does it like tangibly work how do we how do we wrap our minds around that concept you know what i mean right like is it it, am i making sense of what i'm what i'm trying to trying to get at what is what is the the reality of what he's saying when i have this like christmas present then i'm like you know, it was Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. My, my precious, right? Uh, I, I'm focused so much. And maybe that's, a, maybe that's a good analogy where he didn't, didn't he lose it? Like he was oh. so focused on it yeah, that he yeah. lost it. Yeah. And there are spiritual undertones to that, that whole movie right. and book series and whatnot. But, but like there's a, you're, you're gonna, the more you don't want to lose it, the more you're going to lose it. Right. And I know we've had sports analogies before where we're, you know, when I step, I'm a golfer. 
you've done a lot more sports than me, but like when I'm stepping on the, up on the first tee, if I'm trying to just like navigate it and make sure I don't miss anything, that's when I play the worst. Right. But when I have this like freedom of being like, I, I, I yeah. can just, I, I know what I'm doing and just swing away and don't worry where the ball goes. That's when I play the best. Yeah. Is that analogy landing right? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I believe too in this that, I think it's, yeah, I think it's as as much of a reminder that way as it is that, like, let's just be blunt and honest here that, uh, man, it's just so hard in English because we only have one word for love and it's love, but like, <laughs> I wish I could, I'm going to try and use my vocabulary here to describe it a different way, but I, I think we have to be reminded here that at the end of the day, right, w- it kind of goes back to last episode. Like we're on a mission from God. Hey, that's Lutheran church of hopes, uh, motto last year. Last year was. Yeah. Um, but we are like, we're on a mission from God. The life that I have has been given to me. It's on loan. It's on loan. Okay. I don't own that. Yeah. Like God has given me what he's given me. He's given me the talents and gifts. I have the passions I have, the identity I have, the, 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 resources i have the the home i have whatever i don't have a home right now but (laughs) um i i think we just have to be bluntly honest with ourselves and also see kind of uh, on this other other side of what you're saying is like we have to get over ourselves and we have to get over our possessions and like go back to the origination of of jesus's ministry he goes hey drop it all and follow me. You don't need that life. You don't need what you think is your life. Yeah. Just follow me. Lord will provide. Like we'll go on our way. He, and he challenged so many people that way. Right. And I, I just like, I think we have to be bluntly reminded here that it's not about me. My life isn't about me. I want to make it all about me. I want to make sure I feel good in it and I want to make sure I enjoy it. And yes, I like, okay, those things are still, good things. Yes. We can still have stuff. We can still live in a house. We can still have direct TV. We can have a, an iPhone like, okay, sure. But at the end of the day, this, I just, I still go back to this of like, of being him going, Hey, if you're really about following me, if you're really about serving me, then lose, lose your life. Yeah. So the, something you said in there about going back to the last episode, I feel like that last episode could almost be tied into any topic that we do because it, it all is kingdom mindset type stuff. Yeah. But maybe that's, that's a part of it, of it, like identifying the life stuff. So those who focus on like the here and now that like heaven is for later. If you're, if you're in love with like this life is now and heaven is later, that kind of concept then you're 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 missing it, but if you if you give up your life, if you give you give up the fact that like heaven isn't now, it's for later, right? Then you'll gain this kingdom forever. You'll gain this internal kingdom, and I feel like there's kind of a connection there as well. That if you have the right kingdom mindset, that the the kingdom of God is now is at hand which changes how you love things, 
right? Changes how you love the world, changes how you love your life, changes how you uh, love God. Um, then, then you'll you'll understand that in the grand scheme of things and and gain eternity. Whereas if you don't get that, if you're so focused, like you have the blinders on, on on the life now, and you've you've ignored eternity, then you're not gonna you're missing that, right? Right. And I absolutely I and I love that because that eternal aspect because that comes into the second part of that verse, right? Like that's that's what he yeah. wants you to have. He he yeah. wants you to see the eternal perspective. And I, I always use the dot theory. I don't know. I think you might have talked about this last episode. I can't uh, I'm quite not sure remember. I know what that is. Well, it's just this idea, right, that like if you had a rope that was continuous. Oh, that was in a sermon that Pastor Mike did. Oh, yeah. maybe he did. Yeah. yeah. I've used it in sermons, too. I, I use the wall, right? Like if you look or if you're in a room right now, just look at the wall that goes all the way around you and all the pain on it. Right. And if I were to just put the smallest little ballpoint pen mark on the wall, mm-hmm. that would represent your life in the midst of eternity, mm. like your life on earth. And mm. it's but a I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little snap here. It's but a snap of a second. That's gonna come across good. That you are in this timeline on earth, right? And you're telling me that that's what you care about the most when you look at the eternal perspective. Yeah. No way. Yeah. There's so much more to life. And I think that's like, we just have to get over ourselves. Right. Like, it's not all about me. Right. It's not all about what I want and what I can get while I'm here. And I think, I think a part of that, it goes into this too. And then the second part of this verse, um, is, is also right. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Now that word hate, can we pick on that a little bit? Because that's the NIV. The NIV has that. Okay. The NLT. What? That's a strong word. It is a strong word. It's also, it's, they also, Jesus is, Jesus use it or the NIV uses it in a different passage. I didn't do my pre-studying as well as I should have. So I can't quote that passage or say it right now, but I did a whole sermon on it one time and it was about like, you need to hate your mother and your brother and your sisters. Oh yeah. 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 That's on our list of possible things discussing like you need to it literally says hate them yeah and by comparison you, yeah by comparison by comparison of like hate hate them and and like love me essentially yeah and and so that word hate comes across a couple of times and people read it and i think they kind of freak out they're like what yeah i need to hate my life question yeah. mark I need to hate my mother and my brother and my sisters and yeah. my, my light. Like what? Yeah. Okay. That word hate, we, we got to know people. The stuff can be translated so many different ways, but that, that word hate actually, if you draw it back to the, the original Greek, which I think Eric is doing right now. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. But from, from what I, from what I remember it being, it's this idea that you're, you're not actually like hating them in the sense of like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Leave my life. I hate you. Right. That's not it. But it's more so this like sacrificial lying or laying down of, hey, you're not as important as my love for Christ. Yeah. I love you. But. I, I need to lay down this these relationships in order to have Christ magnified as my f- my only first priority relationship. And again, that's a hard ask. I, I don't think people 
are ready for that a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And I think it's it's hard when you're amongst the world at all times and you have your video game systems and you have your family right there with you every day and you have your friends and you have your job and your coworkers. It's not easy to say, you know what, this stuff is all second to me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I think people want to say that, right? Like I love God first and my wife second. A lot of people say that, but do yeah. they live it? Yeah. Right. That's the challenge. And I think that's coming out here. Like right. you need to hate your life. You need, you need to lay down your life, right? Yeah. Not live for it because then you're going to lose it. We just talked about that, but you need to lay that down and then eternal life is yours. Yeah. Okay. So the, um, the hate that I just looked up was, um, it's this word. Oh, geez. I just lost it. Meseo. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Mis- that Misio. familiar to me. Yeah. Which, which is, uh, to hate, to pursue with hatred, detest, uh, detested, which, so the way I'm, I'm grabbing this is it's a, it's a priority thing. Like if we were to use this in our language today, right? Yes. yes. That's, that's one of the things we like to cover in this is we may not say, you know, hate your mother or father or hate your life. It's prioritize it correctly where you say like you know we always say like oh yeah i love god above all these different things but do we really it's having a a a true understanding of what are our priorities and where does god fall in that because if we were if we were to like honestly look at ourselves right and say what's my top priority right is it i i mean i i think i think if i'm honest if I think if I'm honest right now, my top priority is probably my own health and safety, even though I would like to say it's my wife's, it's my son's, you know, I think most people, I don't know, I'd have to think about this a little longer. I'm trying to be overly honest. Yes. I think most people would be a little bit, uh, have a little bit of self-preservation, right? right? They'd be a little, little bit selfish in, in their thinking is like, no, I've got a little bit of fearfulness of like wanting to focus on myself first. It's kind of the wanting to put your mask on that we're going to, we're going to go on a vacation here in a week and we're going to fly somewhere. So you you put the, put the mask on yourself before you help anyone else. right? Right, right. And, and there's a reason for that because you can't help someone if you're anyway, but if the, the, if our priorities are like honestly looked at, I think a lot of people would say like my first priority is my own life and then it's my family's and then maybe it's some of my close friends and then it's God. Mm-hmm. Right. And be it got it, it, trying to be honest and trying to realize that, that that's upside down. Right. Right. Yeah. That that what it's saying here is, hey, I've got to be I've got to be your top priority mm-hmm. over your own health and safety. That's the way you're going to truly have. Yes. Eternal health and safety. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I just want to keep pressing the edges here because like, let's think about the promises of the Bible as a whole. Mm hmm. So basic, basic theology here. Like, what do you need to do to to gain eternal life? You just you just have to 
you have to profess that Jesus Christ is your yeah. Lord and Savior, and He, you know, the uh, understand the fact heard, and believe yeah. that He died. Yeah. Right. For your sins and rose again and he's the son of God and he's coming right. again. Right. Yep. That, that gets you eternal life. Right. What's interesting is that that's the promise of the Bible. And going back to, you know, the beginning discussions today, if you go to the Muslim world, if you would go to any other religion, mm-hmm. it's about gaining your salvation. Right. Which is, which is that sacrificial system that we right. talked about. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, when I, when I read this, right, like, doesn't it kind of make you think like it's a reminder to you from Jesus almost like, yeah, okay. Believe in me, you get eternal life, but like, there's more to it. <laughs> like there's more work to be done. And, and we could, we could talk about the process of sanctification, right? Like, yes, I choose Christ as mine. I'm, I'm saved. I, I'm going to have eternal life, but now the process yeah. is getting rid of my human self, yeah. my worldly self and living in a more holier manner that is Christ-like and pursuing that as much as possible. Cause I think that's the reminder he's giving here, right? Get rid of your worldly self. Like lo- yeah. you're going to lose that yeah. and then start living for the eternal self. Well, so I would I would almost push back on that a little bit in saying that there's not more work to do. I would say it's almost redefining what belief means. Hmm. I mean, the Bible itself says, you know, even the demons believe that that True. that there's a God. And yes. they, but but that's but they believe like physically there is a God. And I, and I think I know a lot of a lot of people who say like, yeah, I believe there is a God. But that's maybe different than the belief that Jesus is talking about. He he it, it, confess it and believe it in your heart. It's not just like believing the concept of like, yeah, I could I could I could believe that there's a God somewhere. Right. Um, it, right. I, I feel like it's a little bit of it's not saying that there's work to be done. I don't believe because there's no work to be done. The work has been done. I think it's saying, right. What does belief look like? Mm. It's mm. almost reversing that. It's saying Interesting. like. It's saying like if you believe uh, this will happen, mm. this will uh, this this is this is a result. You you uh, living a certain way is a result of you believing. It's not a requirement; it's a result. Right. It's you know not a cause. So, it's, yeah. It's it's an effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think he's saying like you need to do these things or you need to live a certain way. It's you need to have, you need to believe in me so much that these things are a byproduct of your belief. Yeah. Right. And so, I, I mean, like I've had conversations with people who confess their confess and say that they're, they're a Christian, but they don't go to church and they, their, their lives don't reflect like that. They're loving people, you know, all these sorts of things. And like, they believe like that Jesus was a historical person and he actually lived. And so, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, you know, like that's not a disputed, idea right. in in even even in agnostic and atheist circles that Jesus was was an actual person like you I, I believe that Abraham Lincoln lived right it doesn't ch- well maybe just because I'm in there's some effect that affects on my life but I believe that Genghis Khan yeah was a was a person right I believe he was a histor- historical person that doesn't affect my life at all right the belief he's talking about that the the um loving your life or or losing your life he's talking about is one that results in a specific 
life change, mm-hmm. right? And and but those life changes aren't the thing that save you, right? Because what's done is done, and yes. what's done is you can't do anything more than that. Yeah, I, that's a great reminder because I'm I'm glad you helped me clarify that thought because I think you're absolutely right, and I think I loved there's a piece in there that you said, you know he's showing us how to truly believe. Okay. So I like, I believe that Jesus, yes, you are. And I think that's the same conflict going on with these people in his moment at this time. Don't you think like, they're like, well, Jesus, I I believe, I believe you. I see you. (laughs) I I watched like all the prophecies are coming true. You came in on a donkey. Like, like, yeah, you healed me. Like I, 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 I see it. Like, I believe that you're the son of God. And he goes, okay, this is what belief looks like then. Yeah. Right. Lose your life. Stop it. It's not, it's not about you. Right. Loose, That's the yeah. first lesson here. And then let's like, let's live for this eternal life. Yeah. Um, I think, man, that was just a really great way to put it. Like, like this is what true belief looks like. If you're going to serve me, you're going to follow me with all that you have. And that's yeah. going to honor my father. Yeah. Not just being around when it's convenient. Yeah. Not just like, that's, that's not true belief, right? Like yeah. not just using it when it's, when it's easy for you. Um, not just, you know, uh, taking advantage of the things that you want and not doing the other, like, come on, like, let's live this full out. Um, this is what true belief looks like. I I think you're absolutely spot on there. Yeah. And you know, like Christians get to even go back to that podcast. I was talking about in the very beginning about this guy who's really, really, excuse me, turned off by religion. And what a lot of people are turned off by is religious people people right right and so like there are a lot of, there's there's a line in this book uh what is the bible by rob bell that says like says um how does he phrase it um oh geez i should have had it but he basically some christians are awful he uses a little more colorful language, right? right. I don't want to have to put an explicit uh, <laughs> thing beep. on this podcast, beep. but but um, he he says that, and and people are turned off because there are Christians who don't look like Christ, right? Right. And Jesus Himself says, "You will know my followers by their love. You will mm. know that they believe and they follow me by their actions. Their actions don't save them, right? But they have." given up this life of like this temporary life in order to gain eternal life and their actions reflect it. Their actions are strange and we, you know, like there's, it's so attractive to follow Jesus, but it's difficult to like, I guess the true, the true belief versus this, this fakeness belief. And, And we live in a world that like was, especially with social media, that this, this fake persona is like, everywhere right? right we try to put on this face yeah um and so like this this real um honest i'm giving it all and i'm prioritizing god and jesus above everything it looks different and it looks strange mm-hmm. yeah because absolutely. it's it, it looks as though you're giving up your entire life yeah i like that so here's here's a common day example current day example that let me know what you think about this so in some of the headlines and some of the pictures on social media that I saw, there are the pride marches mm-hmm. going on, right? For yeah. LGBTQ plus community. Um, and there was a group of Christians 
who mm. made a banner and oh, joined geez. them in the march. Okay. Okay, this is a good thing. Oh, I was, I was. Yeah, you're going the other way, right? Yeah, no. Joined them in the march, and the the banner said, "I'm sorry." Oh yeah. It said, "I'm sorry for how some Christians have acted. Have they been. like they weren't showing the real love of Christ. Like we're here, right? We're here to support yeah. you, love you. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, is that kind of an example of what? Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, because right? I like, bet I bet those people got a lot of flack from Christians. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, the, like you're, you're there with them at that time. Like, how dare you? Yeah, they may um, they may have gotten kicked out of you know. I mean, yeah, groups that they were a part of because they did that. Yeah, even though that's that's showing Christ's love more right. authentically but than. It, and that's what it seemed. It seemed like they wanted to be like, hey, there's a lot of Christians out there who have done this yeah. wrong. We just want you to know that we love you. Yeah, and we're here to we're here. We're here with you. We're alongside you right. for this journey. And it seemed really authentic. It seemed like the best message that you could give at that time. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, you know, going back to some of those points we've had tonight, like there's a lot of, there's just a lot of mis and misrepresentation of a Christian in today's world. Like right. we started with that, right? We, right. we, that's the reason for this podcast. Like we want the words of Jesus to be, the real words of Jesus, not just man-made, twisted, self-opinionated, or self-seeking words. Like we want, we want these words to be his words, not ours. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think again, isn't that the true belief he's calling us into? Is like it's not our life. I believe in you, Jesus, and, and believing in you means I'm living for you and not for myself. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's that's absolutely like, uncomfortable. That's like, our first natural reaction is probably to not do those things. Right. And that's almost a loss of life is like, I want to live this way, but that's not what I'm called to. Right. So there's this almost like lost feeling like I can't, not that we want to be evil, but you know, I, I just think it's, it's just a human selfishness. We all have yeah. this inherent ability to want to save our own butts. Yeah. We just do. Yeah. And, and, you and define right and wrong. Be the, be the judge of right and wrong. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I should be able to own my own life and I should be able to do it my own way. And I'm going to save my butt when I need to and make whatever is happening work for me. Yeah. Like, that's our default. And I think that's what Jesus at this time in this passage just kept on saying, like, no, people, it's not about you. Yeah. It's so much more than that. And, and yeah. this is what that looks like. Yeah. That's good. Um, so we've got this list of questions that we always go through that we want to hit. And a lot of them, I think we've, we've already covered already. Like what should we do with it? Why does it matter? Um, how would you translate it today? I think partially how we translate it would be like a a, a proper prioritization Mm. of, of the things that we value. It's not saying, it's not literally saying hate your life. You know, right, I, right. I, I, I was talking to someone the other day who said, you know, there's this big conversation around like li- reading the Bible literally, mm. you know, and well, no, we're supposed to read it literally. It's, yes. it's literature right. and it's sometimes a story, a poem, but it communicates a message. And so the message is not necessarily saying like, oh, I need to, I need to hate everything in my life because I'm all for Jesus. Well, no, God says like, this is, this place is good. Right. Make it, make it good. Um, and so how we translate it today is not Mm -hmm. necessarily hate your life, but 
it maybe in comparison to your love for Jesus, like your life is below, right? Like an honest assessment of that. Cause if we, if we look at an honest assessment, I think a lot of us would say, maybe we've got that reversed. Yeah, um, absolutely. So maybe that's the translation Here, today. Here's the three word common day, simplistic translation I would use. Okay. It's going to be a little bit different, but I would use it this. And, and I would say in the first person, and there's, there's, an, there's an organization that does this too. And that's okay. what, what came up my mind. It's just called I am second. Oh yeah. Right. Like that whole yeah, yeah. organization and movement yeah. is about like, <laughs> it's not about me. Yeah. Like God is in all those stories that are in there are, are of people who lived for themselves first yeah. and foremost for the world, just like we talked about. And then yeah. they learned, no, no, yeah. It's not about me. I'm second. Yeah. God is first. I would literally sum this up and just say it's that motto. I am second. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, so I just had a podcast with, um, and on my other podcast with, uh, uh, uh his name's Paul Tesori. He's Webb Simpson's caddy. If you're not a golf fan, Webb Simpson's like the number maybe 15th ranked yeah, golfer in the world. Yeah, and so it's his caddy who has a very similar story and there are elements of that as well. Like he's a very, some people think of caddies as not that important. They're actually very, very important and they're very well paid, especially if they have a a good caddy, you know, and he's such a humble guy. He's, he, he represents, I just had this conversation with him not long ago, but he represents what you just said. Like he puts others, he says, he said Christmas, Easter, Valentine's day, all these sort of things he's going to, homeless shelters and senior centers and all this sort of stuff to serve and to give some little joy in those times because that's what matters. And even to hear him say his player in the midst of like one of the biggest accomplishments of his life, I'm not assuming that you heard the podcast yet. I did. I did. You you did. But in the, in the biggest moment, he's like, you know, yeah, he we, like stops in the biggest moment when he's about to win this. It was major. a major championship. It was a U.S. Open yeah. in 2012, and he turned to his caddy and he said, "You know, if we win 15 of these, it's not going to matter." Yeah, we still, you know, like it's all going to fade away the, someday. The priorities, we're just going to live our priorities were straight. So yeah. that was really cool to see that. Um, just an example of of someone who appears to be doing just that. Yeah. And, um, I, I like I like that translation. I think we're. That's good. I think that's that's perfect for um, is that perfect for wrapping up right now? We're I moving so. on to our last last little segment of our fun question, and then preview the next conversation. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, what was the question? Question. It's, it's mine tonight. Uh, so I just said <laughs> my question was um, primarily because this is what I'm going to eat after this podcast. But it's like anyway, nine fifteen at night. I, You're gonna go have dinner. I'm telling you, I've been moving all day, <laughs> Eric. I <laughs> haven't right. had time. You better have all that boxed up that's, by Saturday, so I can just throw them in the car and go. Hey, I'm gonna let you know right now. Your life on Saturday will be very easy. Okay, good, good, it's, good. It's gonna be just the heavy stuff, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um. So, Jesus, let's just say, him and I were about to go eat, right? Yeah. Lunch, dinner. Late breakfast, late dinner for late, sure. Late dinner. Would he be more privy to Chick Fil A or Raising Cane's? The easy answer is Chick Fil A, but what if it's a Sunday? See, Sunday it's Raising Cane's. The rest of the week it's Chick Fil A. Is that right? I mean, is that is that is it that easy? Isn't Jesus? He's raising Cain. 
Isn't that what? Like, what's, <laughs> okay. totally opposite of Chick Fil A. Now that I think about it. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, Cain, Cain and Abel, right? Cain was the evil one raising Cain. That seems very diabolic. Cool. Okay, so the um, actual meaning of raising Cain. Um, jeez. I'm just trying to think, like. Is he going to take the easy way and go to Chick-fil-A because it's the quote-unquote Christian organization? Or is he going to go do some evangelism over at Raising Cane's, right? <laughs> is he going to be like, I'll eat that food, no problem. I want to talk to those people over there. Uh, or, you know, is he going to the holy Chick-fil-A dinner where he knows it's supporting a good cause and a good company? Or is he going to, like, go into the darkness of raising Cain. I don't know. I feel like isn't isn't doesn't the, the the phrase raising cane before the restaurant isn't that a phrase that means like you're kind of raising hell like you're bringing you're stirring things up you're I do making not know, a mess. but it would not surprise me. I'm pretty sure that's what it means, but that this chicken company came out of nowhere and is called that for that reason. Well, and so that's that's that would maybe be my answer is that he kind of came to uh, stir the pot a little bit. Jesus? So yeah. he's going to go to Raising Cane's, is Just what you're saying name. now. Yeah. Earlier I, you said Chick-fil-A. I know. Maybe that's if it's a Sunday. But and you know what? What if I he just know. straight up goes to Popeye's? Like, just, <laughs> just like, neither just, I'm going to Popeye's chicken. That's our answer. Or maybe our answer is Popeye's. Maybe he's in, in Southeast America is going to go to Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Yeah, dude. Okay, what's your favorite of those four? Honestly, I have not had Raisin Cane's or Popeye's. I've only oh, had really? Zaxby's and Chick-fil-A. And I would say Chick-fil-A. I'd me. probably go Cane's. That was that was our college meal. It's so like hmm. we would... I it, need to go to Raisin Cane's. Yeah, I need to check in, in Lincoln, there's Cane's, every, Raisin Cane's everywhere. And that was... I heard that their, it's go-to. really good. It's It's almost like you really like meals based on like the emotion that it brings. Sometimes <laughs> not necessarily. So when I think you're of raising kids, you're an emotional know. eater. Oh my I, goodness. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily like, I don't know if I like their chicken better. It's just, when I think of raising canes, I think of college years and that was interesting. Fun, fun, nice. fun time. So, okay. So we didn't really get an answer, but we had several answers. So that's good. Enough. Jesus is neutral. Okay. So our next, next conversation that we're going to have, I'm really pumped about this. I say this every time that I'm pumped about this. We're one. always pumped about Jesus. But this one uh, might be my favorite topic yet. Um, it is John 5, 6, and it's where Jesus says, do you want to get well? Boom. Boom. What does that even mean? Do we end there? We don't know yet. Should right? I turn on the music now? And No, just wait one second. We just got to remind people, like, join in with us. Look up that verse right now and look yeah. around the context. Like, start trying to figure out what are Corey and Eric going to say? Like, what are they going to say about that? You got one month, people. You got one month yeah. from the time you hear this to start putting it together about... and figure it out. So the end of July, this will be coming out. Use your time. Use your summer. Use 10 minutes on your patio. Tweet us. Friends. Tweet us, as yep. always, at Corey Nickel at epay 88 We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Next time.